babies on a plane, how to deal with them, and the right thing to do on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush, started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I wrote down in my notebook just after I landed in America that I wanted to talk about baby etiquette on airplanes because the person behind me on a 16-hour flight from China to America had a baby and the way they acted was savage. They acted like animals. Just yesterday, I was flying back from the big city to my island with my wife and son and we had the baby and I discovered everyone else was acting like savages. So travel is a very big part of what I do. Having children is a big part of my life, and so this is a travel episode. We need to talk about the proper etiquette on both sides of the situation. Now let's talk about bad parents first. The woman behind me on the plane, I would describe as a horrible or possibly monster parent. She did a lot, pretty much everything you could do wrong. In the middle of a plane flight for 16 hours where everyone's sleeping, at a certain point her baby woke up and started screaming, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, over and over again. And her child continued to scream that someone was dead, for the next 12 hours. So on a flight where everyone was suddenly sleeping, she woke up everyone. Now I watched a couple of interesting things happen. I fortunately had my sweet Beats Studio version two headphones and I fired them up and was able to block out most of the noise. Now this reminds me that maybe I need to get a pair of active noise cancelers, those ones that make like a humming noise and block out the background, because these don't do that. But these blocked about 90% of the noise out. But what I watched this mother do blew my mind. The first thing is that she didn't do anything. We're sitting in the middle row in the middle of a plane, surrounded by hundreds of people that are now awoken by her child, and she did not give the child a pacifier, give the child a drink, any of those things. She's like, oh, let her scream it out. And it turns out eight hours is how long it took the baby to scream. Eventually she got tired eight hours later. The second thing I noticed, and I found this baffling, was that the stewardesses took no action. So the stewardesses chose not to get involved, and maybe that's airline policy, I don't know. But they didn't walk over and say, hey, how can we comfort your child? What can we do? How can we fix this problem? The stewardesses retreated to the front and back of the plane to get as far away from this noise as they could. And at one point, after five or six hours, one stewardess did talk to the mom and say, is there anything we can do? The mom goes, no, this is what she's supposed to do. So this savage, this animal, let her child scream and disturb hundreds of people. She decided that she didn't care about other people and maybe this is a Chinese cultural thing. I don't know. I don't want to jump to that conclusion that it's a, the entire nation is terrible parents, but at least this one lady was. So she's doing nothing, her child's screaming, and there's so many things you could do. So what should she have done in this situation? First thing is you have to understand why children are uncomfortable on planes, and it has to do with air pressure in their ears. If you have an infant or a baby, you have to give them a pacifier or a bottle, and when they're sucking on it, it will cause their ears to pop. You can also try and force your child to yawn if you forgot to bring in those people's equipment. And once your child's three years or older, you can give them a piece of gum, or you can give them some acetaminophen or something for pain killing about 30 minutes before the flight. And you can find out this information if you Google why do babies cry on planes. I'm not a baby wizard. I Googled it myself before I flew with my son to make sure we were ready for those types of situations. The second thing is to have courtesy and respect for other people. 
what this lady should have done was taken her child into one of the bathrooms so at least some of the noise was muffled. That was my first thought. I said, why do you make everyone else suffer? Take the child to where at least some of the sound is muffled. If you don't have a pacifier, if you don't have any way of muffling the noise in situ, in your seat, take your child to where it can't annoy everyone. And I say it because I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. It was just howling. Maybe it was a girl so I can say she. So this little girl was howling and howling and screaming, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Who wants to hear that? So not only is it a baby crying, it's saying something haunting. Now it sounds like I'm in the middle of a horror movie. No thanks, I don't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate it at all. So please, if you're traveling with a child and this parent who does this, your etiquette and the way you behave is absolutely critical. The other thing you should do, and this is exactly what we did. When my son flew back with me yesterday, we had an hour long flight, not a 16 hour flight, it's a little easier to manage. I kept him awake extra long. He was in the taxi trying to fall asleep. I was like, no you don't buddy. He tried to fall asleep in the airport. I said, no you don't buddy, you're staying awake. Because the second we got on the plane, he was out like a light. He doesn't remember any of the flight. He slept from the second we sat down to the second we got off. But what I noticed at the airport was some other etiquette problems. They make that announcement, and I normally don't do this. They make the announcement, hey, if you've got small children, come first. If I'm with my daughter, when we started flying with my daughter when she was two years old, I never did that part. I don't need that. At two, she's manageable enough that she could walk for herself. We can get on the plane like everyone else. So I don't cut the line when I have a two-year-old. We were there with a one-year-old who is, still has to ride in a harness on the front of my wife, and there was someone else there with an infant who was probably six months old or younger. And all these savages shoved to the front of the line and tried to get on the plane anyways. Now here where I live in this country, they don't enforce it. Now in America, at the airport, you try that, you're gonna get a real kick in the teeth. So we had to, I'm gonna say, elbow our way onto the plane. Now to get on the plane where we live, first you go through this little ticket thing, you give them your ticket, they tear it in half, then they put you on a bus. So everyone gets on the bus, then you wait and you go to the plane, then everyone walks up the ladder to or the staircase to the plane. So it's not one of those ones where you walk right down the jetway onto the plane. So all of these savages, these disgusting animals, were pushing and trying to push my wife and son out of the way so they could get on the bus first. They're not even getting on the plane. And finally, uh, as my wife pushed her way to the front of the line, and I had to push, I finally had security. I said, stop these crappy people. And the security had to block someone so my wife with an infant strapped to her chest could walk on without this person shoving her. Now I'll tell you right now, okay, very few things set me off and in this situation I didn't get fully set off. But if someone had accidentally elbowed my son, it would have been a whole different world, okay? Call me old fashioned, but I'm against baby punching. And I didn't like the way they treated this other person as well. This other person is an even younger child than mine, more fragile than mine. Mine can probably take a hit because now he's more than a year old. But you take a baby that's like six weeks old or three months old, you can't really hit them. They're too small. And all these people were shoving their way on board. And it was everyone. None of them had kids. None of them were old. And they all were shoving their way. It's a one hour flight. What are you doing? Why are you acting like animals? So we get there, we get off the bus. And then what I could only describe was a big fat old German lady tried to shove her way onto the plane in front of my wife. My wife is walking there. Of course, the people who work for the airline are helping her walk to the front. She's got a baby strapped to the front of her. We have all of our bags. I only go with her to help her go up the elevator, to help her go up the stairs. I'm not trying to rush my way up. She's got my son strapped to her, so I walk up with my hand on her back to help her because I know my son's heavy. Now, I would carry my son, have him ride with me, but you should know he does not prefer that. He would have been crying and howling if I was the one carrying him. So I, I had to, I'm gonna say, come very close to pushing this fat German lady out of the way, and she harumped like eight or nine times. And it's like, you don't need to get on the plane first. Just because you're big, fat, and mean doesn't mean you should get on. They announced children only. They didn't make any other announcements. They didn't say VIP patrons or any of that crap. They just said parents with children only. 
So this lady had already violated the social contract once and she tried to violate it a second time. And it turns out that this person is consistently a garbage person because guess what, at the end of the flight, me and my wife, we said, let's wait for everyone to get off. I don't want to interact with any of these people because they obviously have no respect and one of them will push you down the stairs or something because they have to get off the plane so fast. And this lady forgot her bag and she went back and there's still people on the plane. She shoved her way past everyone to get back to her bag. So rather than wait for other people to show any sense of public decorum, at least her behavior was consistent. She was consistently a garbage person. When you're on a plane, and I can't believe I have to teach this, but this happens so many times, and they announce the babies, just wait, man. Just show a little bit of touch of class. Now, when my son is two years old, I will stop doing this stuff. I will stop needing to go with that group of people. Once he can walk for himself and once he's a little bit okay, I don't need to fight my way onto the plane. But I observed this and I observed something else actually. When we were at the mall shopping, the reason I was in the big city with my wife, we took my son to a mall. We never get to take him shopping because we needed to buy him a couple of things. And it was an opportunity on my way home from my big trip to America for us to meet in an urban environment. My wife hadn't been shopping in two years in person. We do all of our shopping online. There's certainly no real stores on our island or the neighboring island. So it was an opportunity for us to take care of some chores that we just can't do where we live. And in the mall, they have two elevators. This is one of the biggest malls I've ever been in. They have two elevators, and if you have a child, you rent one of those carts, a push cart in this case, it's a taxi, it's not allowed to go on the escalator, and it won't fit on the escalator. So you have to take the elevators. And so every time you go take the elevator, the elevator will be full, again, with what I can only describe as garbage people. It's right next to the escalator. It's literally two extra steps. There's no reason to take the elevator unless you have a child or a wheelchair and have no choice. And I watched people run and shove their way in front of people in wheelchairs and people in strollers because they have to take the elevator. And they're literally on the elevator right next to watching the escalator they could be on at the same time. The escalator is just as little effort. It's just as lazy. I love the escalator. And in fact, people were so busy shoving their way in when I finally was able to get my wife and son onto the elevator. And we would often have to take the elevator going the wrong way just to get on it. We got on at one point and all of these people, like a bunch of exercise and weightlifter people got on and blocked it to the point where my son is shoved against the back of the elevator and we can't even see him to make sure he's okay. Now he reached out and pinched someone on the leg and I was very proud of him for that. Honestly, if I could have handed him a hammer and he could start hitting people, I would have been okay with it because these people don't realize that some things are just for people that need them. Guess what? I don't park in handicapped spaces. That's the same thing. You're violating the social contract and unfortunately on these elevators in the mall, there's actually a guy there who works while pushing the buttons up and down who doesn't enforce anything. It's ridiculous. And part of the thing is that people think, oh, when I'm in an Asian country, I can act like garbage, unfortunately. So I had all these incidents that I'm not used to encountering because of where I live. Because I live on a small island, we very rarely leave where I live and we very rarely get to encounter people that uh, have no respect for other people. So this is something I'd forgotten about the way people treat each other. And if you listen to yesterday's episode, this ties in together. This isn't just me on a rant. The reason I have a good life is because I put as much goodness into the universe as I can. When I'm near an old person on a plane and they need help lifting something, I try and help them. Not all the time, I'm not perfect, but I try to default to that. I try to be that type of person. We try to, if someone has a baby, I make room for them. If people are trying to shove them on a plane and someone else has a baby, I made sure that other lady with the baby was also able to get on the plane without getting shoved over by people that for some reason think if you get on the plane first, you leave first. And I'll tell you this, they're all wrong. These people were all morons because I know how the plane works here. Once the plane lands, they, you have to wait for all the luggage to come out. So all these people would shove their way on the plane and were waiting for luggage. But we had a friend at the airport who grabbed our luggage first and we left before everyone else, even though we got off the plane last. People were not only being rude, they were being stupid because they raced at the wrong part of the race. They were the first people to wait for their luggage. That's not winning. 
We were the first people to leave because we got our bags first. That's winning. Being a little bit smarter is how you get ahead of the game. Now, why are we friends with this person at the airport? Because guess what? We treat people who work at the airport with kindness and we overtip everyone because we're fortunate to have a really good living. My family's fortunate enough to have enough money to be able to treat people right. And I try to pass that down into the local economy. So I always overtip. I probably tipped him five times what you're supposed to, but we could afford it and I'd rather give it to people that deserve it. So it turns out when you treat people right, you get a much better experience. And this is why when I meet celebrities, like me and my celebrity, my hero for blue collar backers, which I talked about in the previous episode, I treated him right. I treated him the way I'd want to be treated and he treated me back the same way. It was really great. When you treat people with kindness, respect, when you act like a normal person instead of a savage, when you resist your temptation to be selfish, when you don't shove babies out of your way, more good things come into your life. Because I watch people. I very much observe the way people live. And all the people who shove their way on the airplane to make sure they could beat me, my wife, and my infant son onto the plane in their race to the top, they're only going to be on my island for a week or two. They're all the really short vacation people. They get to have a little taste of paradise. But guess what? In a year, I'll still be here surfing every day. In two years, same thing. I get the real adventure. I live here and I'm gonna be here for a long time. And part of the reason my life is so awesome is that I treat other people well. So as much as this is a lesson reminding you to have a little bit of courtesy, whether you have the baby or don't, if your baby's crying, please do something about it. It's very uncool to have your baby cry in a movie or in an elevator or in an airplane. But it's just as important to treat people who have a baby and give them a little bit of space. Let them get on the plane first. We have to do a lot more logistics. We had to wait until the entire plane loaded for me to get into the overhead compartment to grab the snack for my son because people were shoving so much. These are dumb things. These are things that shouldn't be a problem. It takes five seconds extra for me to get his bag upstairs to grab a snack for him and then to get into my chair and kind of get everything situated. But people don't have the courtesy to let you do that because they're fighting for position. And when you're fighting for those things, you're putting out negative energy into the universe. And just like when you do good things, good things come to you. When you act like an animal, bad things come back your way. So the reward for all of these people who acted like savages on this airplane is that they get to have a taste of paradise and find out they're not allowed to stay and they have to go back to their brutish, boring lives and jobs that they obviously don't love, and they'll probably never get a chance to visit this island again. But when you do good things, maybe you get to stay forever on Paradise Island. So think about the way you treat people and the big things and the small things. Think about the way you should act when you're surrounded by babies on a plane. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.